Blog Talk Radio. The Hollywood Boulevard Podcast, hosted by Jonathan Moody and Donnie Sturgis. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Hollywood Boulevard Podcast. As was just stated, I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm here with my the host with the mostest, co-host with the mostest, I guess. Would that be co-hostess with the co-mostest? I don't know. Either way, I'm Donnie Sturgis. Tony <laughs> Sturges is with us, and I'm Sierra uh, and, Holmes. Yes, and my producer Sierra Holmes is with us too. Unfortunately, we cannot uh, have Paul uh, in uh, for circumstances beyond our control. But I think we'll I think we'll be able to survive tonight and do an awesome show talking about so. the films of Jim freaking Carey, who uh, I think that is his middle name. Um, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, but um, to go into the whole thing uh, to begin with, I wanted to kind of each of us kind of talk about how they first discovered Jim Carrey because I love to do that with all, you know, everybody when I do it. But first of all, I'll, I'll go with mine, then Donnie, then then Sierra. So first of all, with me, okay. I discovered, um, I discovered uh, Jim when I was, I believe, like, Ace Ventura was the movie that I saw. I, it was, like, 1994, and, or, yeah, I think it was 94, and I was 12, and my cousin would always pick me up and take me to, like, movies. And I remember going to see Ace Ventura in the theater and not having a clue what this, you know, what this movie is about or, or anything and just flat-out loving it. After then, I had, for, like, a while, I had not missed a Jim Carrey movie in the theater, just like kind of like with my Adam Sandler stuff. Like I, I didn't, you know, I kept watching his movies in the theater too. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, that was, that was my first take. I was not into like in loving color cause I was too young and it was just, I, it, all the jokes probably just went, you know, over my head except for uh fire marshal bill. So pretty much all of Jim Carrey's <laughs> goofy skits were a little bit, you know, more, you know, my aim, um, Sure. But, uh, you know, and all this other past stuff, I didn't really know until much later in life, like Once Bitten and um, the other stuff. So, uh, Donnie, how did you get introduced to the world of Jim Carrey? You know, it's funny that you mentioned Once Bitten because um, that was the movie that I saw him in first. I didn't know who he was at the time because, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit older than you are. I'm, I'm 42, so um, I was probably like 10. Uh, 10 or 11, uh, right around the time that Once Bitten came out, uh, around 1985, and uh, I saw it on cable. And I, it's to be fair, I still love Once Bitten to this day. It's probably one of my favorites, um, my favorite like vampire comedies. Um, so I saw him there first, not knowing really who he was. Um, by the time In Living Color came around, I was actually old enough to watch it because I was huge into sketch, sketch comedy. I was huge into Saturday Night Live. Uh, my dad used to let me stay up late to watch it uh, when I was in junior and senior high. Um, and everything. So I saw him in, in Living Color, and I loved all of his stuff. Like I like, you know, Fire Marshal Bill. You know, he did the 
the the he plays the the, the bikini woman with that that the, that has the horse laugh, um, you know, and, and everything. I loved his characters. Um, and then I remember seeing Earth Girls Are Easy and recognizing him in that, uh, which came out in '89. Um, but then I was right there, like I was at ground zero for the big Ace or for the big uh, Jim Carrey explosion that occurred in '94 when Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumber Dumber all came out. So. By that point, he was – I'd already known him from Living Living Color. I'm like, oh, my God, it's the guy from Living Color. Like, holy crap, he's huge. And I became a huge fan from that moment on. In fact, I used to imitate him all the time uh, with friends and coworkers. I used to do the all righty then, and I used to – you know, I used to do the, the – the, like, the specific ways he would talk and all that stuff. And I was a huge clown in, 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 in junior and senior <laughs> high. So I was very much a Jim Carrey fan from that point on. Um, but the, the, the one that got me in that, the, the, the very first one, and, and probably one of my, my biggest, my most favorite movies is definitely Once Bitten, because it's, it's, a, it's a fun little gem. It's an underrated little gem, and it showcases – it's probably got one of the best dance sequences I've ever seen in a movie. I love the dance sequence between him and his girlfriend and uh, Lauren Hutton's vampire. Uh, I just think it's a fun little bit, so – that's I'm I'm done. It's Sierra Churchill. Okay. No, I would have to agree with um Jonathan. One of the first movies I saw of him was Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, and me and my sister actually have a joke because right in the beginning of the movie, he's going up to his apartment and the landlord comes behind him and he goes Ventura, <laughs> and he turns and he says hello, Satan, and then he turns yeah. around and goes, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I thought you were somebody else. And yep. from that, that, you know, that just got me right there. That was, like, so hilarious, you know. And uh, I love him in The Mask with Cameron Diaz. I mean, I think he did it a little bit over the top, but I think that they wanted him to do it a little bit over the top. Like, oh, just sure. the way yeah. he, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, there was the Riddler. When he played the Riddler in The Batman, that was, mm-hmm. he did a really good yep. job. Um, and we'll we'll get to those in a second. Like those those definitely. I do want to um, talk real quick about his early life. We talked. We kind of hit on a little bit of it, but I also wanted to hit on a little gem that I saw after. Like I think it was after maybe Dumb and Dumber and all that stuff, and everything started coming out. There was a movie that he did called uh, High Strung, and I remember getting it from the video store because it had Jim Carrey with like uh, like Satan horns on it you know, on on oh, wow. him, so I was like, what is this? So I, I brought it home, and Jim Carrey's in there for, like, literally maybe five, ten minutes, like, of the movie, but uh, oh. he's throughout, because he plays, well, basically this guy, Dane Furrows, played by Steve Oderkirk from Kung Pao fame, uh, Inter the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, wrote and directed this movie, and it basically stars him as, you know, Steve Oderkirk as this like a uh, children's writer who writes like like horrible children's books, like stuff like what happened <laughs> to grandma where they are like right. pop-ups of like right, grandma right. dying and stuff like oh, that. Geez. Like he's just a oh, horrible wow. person. And so he basically gets told by, um, uh, well, he, he starts seeing like this guy's face and, you know, whenever he like tries to sleep or whatever, when he tries to close his eyes, he sees this, this guy and it turns out to be Jim, Jim Carrey, and throughout the whole thing. <laughs> oh, wow. And then later he get you know he gets asked to go out to out to his parking garage. He goes out to the garage and he goes into a limo, right? And it's death, you know. 
telling oh. him, like, you're you're going to die and everything. It's just so freaking funny. But, like, he was just so over the top. And, and after then, I was like, this guy's this guy, like, you know, is going places just because he was so out there and weird. And he didn't do, like, just the normal stuff. Now, I don't think he promoted High Strung that much. And that's why it kind of got, you know, it got afterwards. It sure. became right. a big thing. But it, it just goes to show how different, he'll, you know, Jim Carrey can be. So that sure. brings me up to, like, then 94, he, like, blows up. Uh, Ace Ventura, The Match, and Dumb and Dumber all came out that year. Um, yep. And that became, like, the biggest uh, thing. Then right after that, yeah. in 95, he did both Batman Forever and Ace Ventura with Nature mm-hmm. Calls together. Yeah. Like, that was insane. And um, and both were also big hits, uh, as, as I think, I believe. Like, uh, you know, even though a lot of people oh, yeah. hate Batman Forever, I get a lot of people that say, like, that and Batman and Robin are, like, the worst Batman. But well, I think, he does such a great job. I, I think people have retroactively have retroactively uh, turned to hate on Batman Forever because of Batman and Robin. When Batman Forever came out, it was huge. It became a huge blockbuster success. The Mm -hmm. merchandising was ridiculous. Um, Jim Carrey further uh, ensconced himself as a household name. And uh, at the time, and uh, let's, let's be honest, it's not as bad as people think it is. Batman and Robin is definitely awful, but Batman Forever is not as bad as people think it is. People just retroactively hate that one because once they realize what how awful of a dumpster fire Batman and Robin was, they go, "Oh, Schumacher did the other one too." Well, that one's bad also, and then they just the, the hate's unwarranted. It's not it's not right. as good as obviously the the first two, you know, depending on your opinion of it, but it's definitely not as bad mm-hmm. as people think. So right. That's 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 why the, there's there's just so much hate for it now, and I'm just like I, I just go back in time to when you were watching it and, and tell yourself that oh, and I see love what it. your bad self says. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's fun. I, uh, um, I I asked a girl on a date to Batman, uh, <laughs> you know Batman and uh, Batman Forever, and um, you know it, it didn't work out unfortunately. We didn't go out, that's too bad. but. When it didn't go out, when it did work and everything, my friends were like, let's still go, you know, to the movie. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, you know. And I, I was, you know, I was excited because that freaking Seal song was, like, so, like, big at that time sure. and everything. And um, I, Which song was like, that? I had Amazing? These, it was uh, Seal, what? like, Kiss from a Rose. Yes. Oh, so that, okay. Yeah, yep. that was, like, the biggest hit of that of that summer, you know. That's true. And, um, yeah, and I remember this was summer because, like, you know, I remember it was, like, the night that we were at the pool. Like, that Friday we were all mm-hmm. at the, the pool at my house, and we all decided to go because um, it didn't work out. And I had a blast. Like, it was around the same time maybe of, like, uh, Dangerous Minds, I believe. So, you know. Right, right. Um, for some mm-hmm. reason. So I, I, re- I have those two movies in my head from – like Coolio's uh, Gangster's Paradise and and Seal's Kiss oh, from Rose. It's such a '90s uh, like. If you could put a like uh, you know playlist of like the hit '90s soundtrack songs, those two would uh, be up there. Yeah. Um, all right. I got, uh, I gotta mention though the the movie Liar Liar 
because it's so funny when he wants to oh, yeah. say something, but he can't lie. Yeah. And just his facial expressions and how he does oh, yeah. it is so hilarious. Yeah, well, he's, he's well, a master of, of that. Yeah, I think we'll he did stand up. Yeah, um, okay. I think he he did a lot of stand up comedy. That's how he got noticed. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. he did he did stand up comedy in Canada, um, mm-hmm. and then I think he did some acting like on small movies and stuff. Yeah, and then things. he then I think in Living Color was what really uh, pushed him to to becoming somebody bigger. Um, did you see, did you guys see the thing I tagged you in with, uh, his, uh, audition from Saturday Night Live? Yes. yes. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it. I have to watch it when we get off the phone. Uh, he auditioned for Saturday Night Live. He did a great job in the beginning and then he kind of, his next character didn't, didn't even get any laughs right. and I kind of felt bad, but, uh, really? the first, first thing that he did was like, he, he did like. Uh, post nuclear war uh, Elvis, and that was just freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then, but you could tell he wasn't in his right mind, and it was because right before he uh, went to do the audition, uh, he was coming out of the uh, out of his car to the NBC studio, and he hears, "Don't do it." And he was like, "What?" <laughs> and he looks up, and there's somebody. Up oh yeah, on yeah, yeah. The, on the end of the NBC, that was, and somebody goes, "Don't jump!" This dude was going to yeah. jump off the building, and it what caused him to like mess yeah. up because all he could yeah, think about was, was, "Is that guy okay?" Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, he um he he mentions that in the that Jim and Andy documentary that uh, that just came out on Netflix. It's just crazy. Like he could have been on Saturday yeah. Live, and as a, but would that? What would that have meant for his career? You know, like his, to be fair his, though, like, he, right? To be fair though, he dodged he dodged a bullet because he was trying out for Saturday Night Live in the in the early '80s when it was awful when Lauren Michaels had left because he had he was he had uh, falling out with the uh, with the co-producer. And so, like, like that was like when they had like because that was like when Damon Wayans, because Damon Wayans was on SNL, and all they ever did was make him a background token black character, which is why he ended up you know leaving the show. He was he he, he tried out right before the the era where they had Eddie Murphy and stuff on, and so that was that was like eighty to eighty three or something like that. So he actually dodged a bullet because he would have been on SNL at the worst time anyway. So it actually worked out for him in the end, to be honest. Well, um, Jonathan actually, well, Jonathan actually made um, got my attention with. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I don't know if you watch the show, Donnie. Oh, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Yes, and I, I kind of got moody hooked on it a little bit, but I guess Jim Carrey was offered the role of the Eighth Doctor, but because he wasn't a fan of the show, he felt like it wasn't right to play the Doctor. I actually did not know that. That's really interesting. you yeah, learned, I know. Learned really new on this show. We we found that out, and I was like, I I showed that to uh, to Sierra. She was like, yes, uh, you know, like that would have been that would have been definitely a different uh, different thing. I actually, I think, I think he would have played a great doctor, to be honest, because sure, the doctor sure. is way over the top. I think he would have been perfect. Yeah, I, I think he would have done a good job. I mean, because to be yeah. fair, the the Americanized version of Doctor Who was definitely a different beast 
that they were, you know, they were really trying to go more for a, a mixture of, of American and, and, uh, and, and British sensibilities. Um, and I think they did fine for what it was, but I, I think that would have been, that would have been fun. I think it would have been very fun. Who, who I agree with the you. Eighth doc- who did play the eighth doctor? Cause you know, it, it, uh, it, I'm, I'm it only, and they did I'm the ninth doctor. It's, I'm only um, familiar with Matt Smith and David Tennant right now. Um, uh, Paul McGann is the is the eighth doctor. Um, I can't really think of anything else that he's in. I mean, he's he's done a lot of work and stuff. The the thing that I knew him most from when because I I originally hated the eighth doctor and I, we're getting off topic here, so I'll, I'll wrap it up real quick. Um, but I knew him from the Three Musketeers movie that Disney did because he was the guy that kept going D'Artagnan because he kept going after D'Artagnan because D'Artagnan was <laughs> up with his sister. And so I was like, the the, the screaming guy is the eighth doctor, but it turns out. Because um, they did that Doctor Who special right before the 50th anniversary, where they had Paul McGann come back, and it was amazing. And I'm like, I was wrong about the Eighth Doctor; he's actually really good. So anyway, tangent over. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're gonna um, we're gonna go back to Jim, but we're gonna talk. Um, I kind of want to bring up some certain things about Jim that he does. Um, and you brought it up uh, with um, the liar liar. Um, and there is also, you look at like Liar Liar, you look at Bruce Almighty, you look at Yes Man. Um, these are like kind of similar in, in tone, right? So he does a lot of movies sure. that are similar in tone. Like you look at Liar Liar, it's a guy who can't lie. Uh, you look at Bruce Almighty, it's a, it's a guy who has to play God, you know, and you look at Yes Man, mm-hmm. a guy who can't, uh, who has to say yes to everything. Now he's not, he's, he's, it's not like Basically, Liar Liar where it's like a wish, but... Basically, it's, yeah. it's that trope of average guy gets thrust into magical circumstances. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, except for Yes Man, but Yes Man was well, still, you know, uh, similar in that. You know. I mean, how do you feel about Dumb and Dumber? I mean, that's that's a classic right there. Dumb and Dumber oh, yeah. is one of my favorites. And that's Dumb that's, and Dumber Two is not my favorite. Really? You know, I I I. I I, I I don't love it, but I like it because it. watching it, it reminded me of the first one. And I know it was really kind of a rehash of the first movie, but there is stuff in there that I was just the, – the, some of the callbacks and everything. I, for me, it was like coming home. It was like – because I haven't seen these characters in so long, and I love Dumb and Dumber so much. And watching Dumb and Dumber 2, yeah, it's a flawed movie, and it's definitely – like I said, it's just a repeat of the first one. But it was like coming home. It's like putting on a sweater that you haven't worn in a long time, like your favorite sweater. And I was like, you know what? I'm willing to forgive. I'm willing to forgive a lot of that movie just because of of, of how much it, it it makes you feel at home. I don't know. I I think I think the movie <laughs> was just a little bit too, uh, yeah, too rehashy at times. But then when it's not rehashy or whatever, like when they go on the search and stuff like that, sure. It, it just doesn't even, it does not have that same feel, you know. It feels like, it's like sure, these people I get it. have, you know, and I, I think it might have to do with, um, I don't think that the Fairley brothers and the other guys who wrote Dumb and Dumber all wrote it together again. I think that they, they enlisted sure. to help with somebody else or something. I don't know exactly, but and anyway, yeah, Dumb and Dumber 2, not, not my favorite. But I, I, I will probably still watch it if it's on TV on like HBO or something, and I have no nothing else to do, and there's what, nothing on. What I'm wondering, you know? what I'm wondering is, has Jim Carrey done anything recently? Yes. 
Well, Dumb and Dumber 2, I guess, is as a recent, but there was also, yeah. um, well, we, he did Kick-Ass to... Um, for, for one, I'm, for one, I just looked it up, and last year he did two movies called The Bad Batch and True Crimes. I haven't seen either of those, so I'm not sure what they're about. But he did something. I've never the last heard couple of things he did were, yeah, it's uh, the last couple of things he did. According to what I'm looking up, is uh, was last year. Um, says Bad Batch was an American romantic drama horror thriller film, um, and then True Crimes was an American Polish crime drama thriller film. So. There you wow. go. <laughs> it, he, he you need to get back to comedy, that, that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I, I think one of the things I love about Jim is I love his comedy, but I love everything that he's that like everything that he tackles. Like, for example, one of my favorite movies of his is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I love that mm-hmm. movie to death. I I think it's a realistic romantic uh, flick. Because, you know, like, romances are always, like, schmaltzy, and they're like, oh, we, we were long lost, and now we're together and everything. But, like, Eternal Sunshine is, yeah. like, a realistic, like, this is what relationships are like. And, like, like it, it has a science fiction background to it, but, but holy shit, like, it gets real. Like, it's like, oh, I hate you because I, you're getting on my nerves, and I can't stand you anymore, and I want to leave. But then, but the movie even still, ha- even, even with all that, the movie still has a hopeful air because you realize subconsciously these two are still coming back to each other. So you know there's got to be something more than there's something more. There's something that attracts them to each other. They're, 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 there's something hopeful about the two of them wanting to always be together, even though they constantly erase each other's memory or erase their memories of each other. So it's, I don't know, I just, I have a special love for that movie. Um, but I, I love everything he has done to, to varying degrees. Um, you know, I think he's he's just a fantastic. He's he's kind of like the the modern day uh, Lon Chaney in, of sorts because he does so many different things. He steps into so many different roles. You know, he not mm-hmm. not not physically, but just you know, he's he, and he's definitely a rubber man. Like he's just that man is like made of plastic. I swear. Um, yeah. Just inside and out. Like his his personality is very elastic, and his facial expressions are very elastic. Just crazy man. That's one of my favorite things is his facial expressions and the way you just yeah. how he does everything. It's just oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. brilliant. I, I want to say like okay, so you mentioned your is, is Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, um, Donnie. Is that your favorite? Uh, one of movie? one of my favorites, yes. One of your favorites, mm-hmm. it's not yes. The favorite though. What would you say is your favorite? My favorite. Oh man. Um... If you had to pick one Jim Carrey movie in the history of all Jim Carrey films that you've seen, what would it be? Because I already got mine figured out. Me too. And you, Sierra, you're 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 next. So after Donnie. Yes, you know sir. what? Screw it. You know what? Screw it. Eternal Sunshine is my favorite. I will. It's it's a tough one because I love, especially all of his early work. I am a huge fan of Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Batman Forever. I even once bitten. I even love the cape. Yeah, once well, once bitten, he wasn't really Jim Carrey at that point, so I almost don't count that one. I mean, he kind of was, but he kind of wasn't. Like he didn't really become Jim Carrey until Ace Ventura. Um, I even like the Cable Guy, which when I first saw the Cable Guy, I hated it. Oh because it was God! A, Thank God was, you mentioned was, that. I forgot about that. That's a great movie. Oh yeah, it is. You know, it is. It really is. Uh, when I first saw it, though, I hated it because it was such a dark turn. Because he was doing instead of him doing his normal like happy-go-lucky, lighthearted shtick. He played a dark character, a dark, 
character, and I hated it so much. I hated the character. I hated the movie. But then I went and rewatched it with a fresh set of eyes, like maybe like ten years later, and like back when I was in, when I was in my thirties, and I was like, oh my god, this is actually a very brilliant film. It's very genius. Matthew yeah. Broderick is great in it. Um, and I thought, you know what, this, still I don't know what I was that thinking. Film too. He like, he did just... he did. Who did? Um, Who directed it? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Oh really? Uh huh. We'll have to do a Ben Stiller <laughs> show at some point because he's got he's got a crazy career too. But he does. Uh, yeah, he he really does. Okay, so Sierra, what would you say is your favorite? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, hundred percent. He is so Can't funny. It was the first movie. Yeah, just and that, like I said, when I opened up the show, the Hello Satan, that he just, he won me over right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to quote that all the time myself. It's you're, I, you can't go wrong with that one. That's a good one to. to I wonder. To if here's what, I, here's what I wonder: Do you think he does a lot of improv, or do you think it's mostly just scripts? I think he does a lot of improv in his movies. He does, he does a lot, a lot of, of improv, improv as well. Yeah. Especially, especially if you watch, um, especially in the later films like Liar Liar, when they show the outtakes, you you can you see him, you see the improv uh, happening. You see all the different yeah. takes that he does, and so yeah, he definitely improvs. He improvs like a mofo. Now, I would have to say, um, I would, you know, well, I, I would have to say right before I say this, I wanted to, to uh, note that you know, the, the Hello Satan. My one of the things I do whenever I see dogs or whatever sometimes is I do the thing he does with the dog in the beginning. And it's the funniest yeah. thing. But I do that, and people look at me like I'm insane. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you've never seen Cinderella? Come on. Um, but my favorite, my favorite film of his is Man on the Moon. I rewatched that movie last night. Solid. Having rewatched solid it, there is something about that movie. Like it, 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 it goes so fast. You know, like there's sure. so many, so many scenes in that movie. You know, but it is so good like there's so many memorable scenes in that movie and um Absolutely. uh i know they made that documentary about the making of that watched that before and then i tried watching mm-hmm. some of the last night and got uh there's a lot of stuff going on last night so i wasn't able to finish it but um he was oh, he was so good and it wasn't just because he was you know he became you know um right like um uh you know it's not that he became andy kaufman it's just that it was just a well-oiled machine, you know, just a well-done movie from the script to the guys who wrote Ed Wood, one of my favorite films of all time. And this would sure. probably be up there with one of my favorites. And so is The Disaster Artist now. It's probably going to be one of my favorites. Um, and they are all got something in common is their biopics on um, probably crazy people, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just absolutely. Insane people. Andy Kaufman is just insane. And Jim Carrey just is so good. Like, there was... There, I don't think there could, there could have been people who played him, but nobody could have played him as wonderfully as Jim Carrey did oh, yeah. in that movie. So I, I agree. Absolutely. All right. So okay, now now that we guys got our our favorites, what is your least favorite? I have my least favorite already picked out. What is your least favorite, Donnie? Mm, my least favorite. My least favorite used to be me, myself, and Irene, but I rewatched that one not too long ago and realized that I actually like that more than I'll admit to myself. Um, uh, if I had a least favorite, I would have to say, oh, it's a tough one because um, I really do like all of his stuff. Um, 
Oh man. Uh, I would probably say You're yes, man. At I think, really? I, th- wow. I think I would say yes, man. I think yes, man is probably my least favorite because I think yes, man to me is kind of derivative. Uh, like you, like like Sierra was saying, you know, it's it's very much or. Uh, what have you were saying about, you know, it's very similar to Liar Liar, and I think it's kind of derivative. I think Yes Man is probably my least favorite. Um, and that's, but that's, that's a tough one because I really like all of, uh, almost all of his movies uh, that I've seen. Um, so it's really a tough call, but I'd have to say Yes Man if I had to put a least favorite because I really do like all of them to varying degrees. All right, what about you, Sierra? I would have to say Doctor Who because he didn't do it. <laughs> well, well, the ones he actually did. Let's try to let's try to go with um, what he actually did. You know what? I would, if I had to pick one, I would I would probably say the Truman Show. I mean, it was a good movie, but you know he was funny. But then, like you know, he becomes sad as he realizes everyone's lying to him since the show. So, mm-hmm. I, but like but like Donnie said, it's hard to pick a movie that because he's he's brilliant in everything he does. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What about you, um, Johnson? Well, uh actually Truman Show's my second least favorite. Um, I will go with that okay. because I just it's just a movie I can't watch all the time, like over and over again, like most of his other films. Um, and you might think Dumb and Dumber might be two might be on there, but no. Uh that would probably be like his least favorite. But my uh, my least least favorite movie and I tried watching this movie and I could not could not even like it. It just was so just not good at all. Was I love you, Philip Morris? Hated it. Really? With passion. It just was like. Really? Oh, it was just. I'm I'm sorry. Like I I just couldn't get into it at all. Like it just was not. Um, if you guys I don't know what it's about, it's like a, a very um, you know, it, it, it's got a lot of gay tones and and it, you know it's about mm-hmm. a guy who becomes gay. And you know realizes he's gay and kind of like leaves his family and and you know and he falls in love with this guy or something. It's just it. it yeah, totally, he, he and McGregor is I, the is the guy. Yeah, is the the boyfriend. Yeah, you McGregor or whatever. Yeah, I just I don't know. Couldn't get into it. Didn't like it. Didn't think it was funny at all. Didn't think it was. Um, I thought well, it was, I don't think it was weird really meant times. to be funny. I thought it was like I don't, it didn't I don't, come off like well, a drama. Well, I I don't think it was meant to be like funny like you're used to Jim Carrey being funny. I think it was I think the the comedy was more of a lighter comedy than 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 what he usually does. I mean, it's 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 kind of a black comedy if anything. Um but it's really kind of it's kind of a mixture. It's kind of a of a, a dark comedy slash drama flick. And I and I totally get that. It's, you know, it's I I enjoyed it myself. Um Emily and I, my girlfriend uh, Emily and I watched it uh one time. We we enjoyed it quite a bit. But I I I totally get if it's if it's on the bottom of some people's lists cuz it's definitely Right. It again, it's 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 for a specific audience. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. I have a, I have a question. Has he won any awards? You know what I mean like for any of his movies? You know um, it's sad because I've, I don't think he was nominated for like Man on the Moon or anything, or maybe if he was nominated, he didn't win an Oscar, you know. But he should have, you know. There's a ton that he should yeah. have. With everything he went through for for the for the sake of that movie, yeah, he should have won something. Yeah. Right. Well, here's here's the biggest problem with 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 the Oscars. Period is that there's always going to be at least five films, right? Like, they're going to pick their top five, right? right? 
So there's top five films, and there's probably like ten movies that aren't aren't going to be on the you know top five or whatever. And those guys are still in the running for like best uh, actors and 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 whatnot. So you have like fifteen or so or twenty choices a year you know, of movies that are most likely going to win, right? So when they narrow the top five for actors, sometimes people get, you know, under it because they either, a lot of people, I think, um, just don't like Jim Carrey, you know, as they see him as a... Well, he has a very specific kind of comedy that, yeah. Right. Oh, and and to to answer your question about awards, he did. He actually, he received a Golden Globe for Man on the Moon. Uh, it was the second oh. Golden Globe. He won. He wore. He won a Golden Globe for another movie previously. Uh, oh, for the Truman Show. He won a Golden Globe for Truman Show. He won a Golden Globe for Man on the Moon, and he also got a Screen Actors Guild Award nomination for Best Actor for Man on the Moon. So, and he has won a couple other awards as well. So he he, he hasn't won any Oscars, but he has won some awards. Oh, okay. right. Well, that's good. He should. I mean, I I feel like he's one of those actors that continues to shine and continues to do stuff that's not just like your, you know, your normal cookie cutter films. But he's not, he's not afraid to try something different. He's not, he's not afraid to branch out and try new things, even if, even if they fail, Um, which is, which is fascinating for him because he's a, he's a man that definitely wrestles with his own personal anxiety. I mean, he's mentioned in, in countless interviews that, you know, he's, he has a lot of pain and depression that he works from like most comedians. Um, yeah. But he has a lot of anxiety and stuff as well. And so the fact that this man is able to, you know, still do the things that he does and still he steps outside of his comfort zone and tries different things, you know, despite the fact that he, you know, deals with stuff like that is, is truly impressive on its own. I agree with you. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So now what I want to talk about uh, that I think uh, should be addressed is um, one of the things that I think has might have uh, hurt his career a little bit uh, recently was um, uh, Kick-Ass 2. Um, and that wasn't because of his performance. His performance was amazing in that movie. Um, he did a great job. I loved him in it. Uh, but um, his uh, deciding, his refusal to, I don't know if you know about this here, but he was in a movie. Uh, it was a sequel to a big, you know, kind of blockbuster superhero movie. It was based on a comic and, book, um, yeah based on a comic book, and he knew from going in, from the script, from everything, how violent it was. But then there was, like, a shooting at a school or something, and he decided he was not going to promote uh, the movie. And when anybody asked in things, he said, I'm not going to talk about that. And he was very public about, like, I don't want to talk about a movie that's very violent and everything, even though you spent, you know, years, you know, in time to do that. And that usually scares, you know, other producers off from you after that because it's like, oh, you can change your mind at any time. Like, I gave you money to promote uh-huh. this movie, and you can do that. So it, you know, like I feel like honestly that might have hurt his career, and that's why you don't really the the movies that we we he's in right now I've never heard of, or you know he's just kind of laying what? low and, and not. I think it's a couple of things too. Because here, the thing about and and this is something that that was revealed to me uh, when watching the Jim and Andy uh, documentary. Because a lot of because I I'd, I'd read people's uh, uh, feedback on on the documentary before I watched it, and a lot of people were saying stuff like, 
you know, the Jim and Andy documentary is basically Jim Carrey is an asshole, the movie. And I can see where they would get that. But as I was watching it, what I realized is this, because of the fact that he poured himself and he became this other person, this isn't a man who's an asshole. This is a man who's tortured. And this is a man who mm-hmm. is dealing with some very serious demons. And because when you, when you watch some of the footage of him uh, being Andy or being Tony Clifton, he says honest things about Jim Carrey. Like he says things that Jim Carrey won't say about himself. He's like, oh yeah, Jim Carrey, you know, is dealing with some stuff. And deal, Jim Carrey, you know, is having a horrible time with this and that. And, like he would actually come out and say things it's almost like he was using them as a filter um, to admit things that he couldn't admit to himself. And so it's clear that this was a man who was dealing with a lot of demons around that time. Cause I think I was also at the, at, at still writing the height of his career. And so I think he was dealing with a lot of stuff at that time. I think he still is. He's a very, he also had he's a, a very divorce ex- at that time too. Right. I believe, yeah, like, exactly. Was it Lauren Holly and, that he was divorced at that yeah, time? Yeah, Lauren Holly. And, and so, and he's had, He's had a very he's a very eccentric man, a very odd character. And so what I gathered from the documentary is that this that's who he is. He's very eccentric, very odd. Um and so he he doesn't do things in a conventional manner. He just kind of floats on the wind. He kind of just goes where the wind takes him and just kind of just lets things happen. And I, I think be, be, between that nature um and like you said the the dealings with Kickass 2 plus on top of that, he said two uh, he said two um minor scandals i wouldn't say scandals but two minor I- issues have happened he had the thing where he was dating jenny mccarthy and then he got into the whole anti-vaxxer movement for a while there which put a lot of people off and then the second thing is most recently he had his ex uh died from a suicide um what? just within oh, wow. this past yeah. year yeah earlier this year wow. um one one of his exes i think it was his first ex-wife the one before lauren holly she killed herself and apparently he was still friends with her and now he's being like there's there there's rumors that he helped her commit suicide and that he had a hand in her or something or or that he might have said some things that might have led her to doing it and so he's he's kind of like he's he's and I and I think a lot of these things are coming together and I think it's one of the reasons why he's not really working I mean he he did the documentary obviously um, but I think it's why that might be one of the reasons why he's kind of laying low for right now because not only on a career side of things is he kind of uh, hit a point where it's kind of rough pet for him, but on a personal note, he's hitting a lot of rough patches as well. And I think the combination of the two things is why we haven't seen anything from him since 2016, and they've been movies we never heard of. Yeah, I do. Wow, I, I do want to make. I do want to make mention that it was not Lauren Holly. I just looked that no, up. No, no, it wasn't make Lauren sure. Holly. It was no, not it wasn't Lauren, Lauren Holly. Holly. Um, it, I, I think it was. It was. It was a woman that he married Lauren before. Holly? Okay. Yeah, he 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 was married before Lauren Holly. I think it was that ex-wife. It was either it was either that ex-wife or it was an ex-girlfriend. I can't remember which. Um, it's been right. a while since I've seen it in the news, but it was it was earlier this year. It was a big deal um, because they were you know he basically he was getting sued by the family and there was all sorts of this crazy shit happening out of it. Oh, and so, wow. Yeah, so he's he's not in a very good place right now. So he's probably just in a like just. He's probably trying to just get centered, trying to just because I've seen I saw an interview with him the other day where he was on the Norm McDonald show and he's very uh, he's in a very weird like you almost think he's high the way he's talking. I don't think he's on drugs, but like just he's just kind of like this like he's got this weird like almost hippie mantra. like I'm just going to go with it, man. I'm just with the flow, you know, just, you know, I got to be who I got to be. He's like because half the time he was telling Norm McDonald that, you know, who is Jim Carrey? I, he's not Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's a, a, a this this thing that's been created and he's just who he is and like he very very meta 
like physical kind of surrealistic kind of talk. So I think he's just kind of just, I think he's just trying to take time for Jim Carrey right now to try to figure out where he's going next. When did his ex commit suicide? It was recently. Yeah, it was earlier this year. Um, if I remember correctly, because it was in the news, I think over the summer. Um, but yeah, it was like a big thing. It was, just, it was just, it was insane. Like they, um, I'm trying to look it up now because I'm trying to figure out. Well, um, um, go I, ahead and keep uh, talking. I, uh, yeah, well, no, it's it's we're, we've got like five minutes left or four minutes left, something like that. Okay, and okay. I, I really don't okay. want to end this on like a down note, depressing, sad note. Um, but Sorry about I, that. I, I hey, is there that one thing we never? Said. The one thing, the one thing we didn't get to mention was the Grinch. Come on, that was huge. The Grinch, it's almost Christmas, <laughs> yeah, it was huge, and that's. The Grinch was a big thing, and I actually love the Grinch itself. Like I love Jim Carrey as the Grinch. I just did yeah. not love the, the the makeup and everything. I just thought it just it looked like it just looked bad to me, you know. But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I uh, but I I, I think I he did. I think he did great. I think he did great I, as the Grinch. And he also was in a Horton Hears a Who, so he's in two Doctor Seuss things. Yeah, it was. That was just a, a voice, though, as, as Horton. But he did two Doctor Seuss things. I mean, he's he's a wonderful actor, very versatile. I'm very glad we were able to talk about it. And we are going to do a part two at some point next year. Sure. Um, not sure when. Um, that okay. we will have, uh, hopefully we'll have my friend Jackie Hall on to talk. And it'll probably... Oh, it'll I either be a part two with Jimmy. Yeah, it would either be a part two of Jim Carrey, or it'll be all liar liar because she's like obsessed with that film. And I think sure. it might be okay. interesting I'm to kind of talk way. all about one movie and stuff like sure. that. And then, you know, and then on um, February twelfth, we're gonna do a Doctor Who. Yes, um, that's right. Yes, we will do. We'll do a Doctor Who episode. That is correct. Um, now to let everybody know. Uh, Next week we're doing Supernatural, and uh, yes. and joining us will be Emily Malik, aka yes. uh, you know Donnie Sturgis's girlfriend. My, awesome. my girlfriend and a a kickass uh, a makeup person for uh, BioDuck uh, FX, which is affiliated with Darkstone uh, Entertainment. Uh, she does makeup yes. for BioDuck, and she's amazing. Uh, she also I also have to be lucky that she's my girlfriend because um, uh, if you saw me, you would you'd, you'd understand why I said that. Um, so Sierra, get ready for Supernatural. Start binge watching it with uh, with Paul. Okay. Um, I would love. Yeah, to he'll be he'll be he'll be available. Yeah. He'll be okay. available next week. He'll be on the show too. Okay, oh. good. Okay, good. So we'll all be on the show. And we'll all talk and we'll have a we'll have it'll a good freaking show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and that'll be the last show of 2018. Or seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Uh and then, <laughs> then Jonathan. Jonathan obviously is living in a different a different world right now. Oh, You're in two thousand eighteen. Different time. What's it like I, in the I've been future, watching man. Doctor Who too much. Um, he's Doctor Who, <laughs> he's in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> that was great. Um but anyway, so yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm binge I'm I'm watching as much as I can to get ready for uh nice. for that show. So by then I'll I'll know awesome. a little bit. You know, I won't know as much as you guys probably, but I'll know as much as I possibly can. I gotta, um, yeah, I gotta go watch it. Yeah. Uh, so you go watch uh, Supernatural, binge watch it, get get used to. It. I could probably tell you some of the favorite shows episodes if you can't, because there's a lot of seasons. You can't can't watch all of it by the, by next week. Yeah, just, um, just you know, just text me which episodes. 
Yes, I'll definitely will. Tell you what's the best episodes to watch and stuff. So, all right. Well, okay. thank you guys uh, for calling in, and thank you all for listening tonight. Um, we love yeah, Jim Carrey, and we were just excited to chat, uh, chat about him. Um, and join us next week where we talk about Supernatural for the, uh, I guess, the 2017 finale. All right. Yes. Have a wonderful right. uh, night, everybody. Okay. Have a good night. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.